This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 22nd, 2017. Hashtag love. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to week three of our hashtag series. You know, we've been talking about hashtags, just a little definition, so we're all up uh, knowing what we're talking about. It's a social media link created by placing the pound sign in front of a word or a phrase. It's also used at times simply for emphasis, focused, and or humor. And so this morning our focus is hashtag love. There we go. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And it is great to be home. Last week we were in Houston with our kids and we also went to a conference and it was a great time, but boy, we love this place. It's always good to be home. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. God, as we grapple with this um, really difficult scripture, open our hearts that we might hear what we need to hear, and um, Lord, may your Holy Spirit do with us what we need to have done. That's a, uh, an interesting ask, um, but Lord, uh, thank you that you will order our steps and guide us. And we thank you for our time together today. We pray this in your name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. Love, love, love. All you need is love. Love will keep us together. Best of my love. Here's one. How how many remember love potion number nine? There we go. We're going back a little ways there. The power of love. Can't stop loving you when a man loves a woman. Sing that to me. I would love to, but you would quit loving would be no, just a, what, what did you say, about. Barry? Should I, yeah. <laughs> Cut Stop that mic out. in the name of love <laughs> before you break my heart. <laughs> she loves you, can't buy me love. Love me, dude. Love makes the world go round, or so it seems. Amen? Amen. We could go on for hours and probably not cover all the love songs that have ever been written and recorded. Yeah. So this idea of love, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. It's really big, not just in love songs, but also in the Bible. In the Bible, we um, did a little checking, and in the New International... I personally counted, is what You it personally was. Yeah, counted. I've... In the New International Version of the Bible, the word love appears 686 times. I'm lying. I didn't count. Now... Let's compare that a little bit. We talk about faith a lot, don't we? Well, faith in the Bible, in this version, is found 458 times. We talk about prayer a lot. Prayer is found 367 times. So here we have love 686 times. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. Now, we also took a look at the word sin, (laughs) and sin is 1,364 times. I think we're sinning twice as often as we're loving. Can I get an amen? Hence That's what it appears, the reason anyway. for this sermon. That's why we're speaking today. Yeah. There we go. So there's an interesting uh, distinction between the love that we find in these love songs, you know, that romantic kind of love, and the love that we find in the Bible. 
Today we're talking about agape love. Agape love. Now, agape is a Greek word, and it's the kind of love that is absolutely unconditional. It's a love that is not dependent on our current um, situation, our current condition. It's a love that actually transcends emotions. It's the kind of love that God has for us, the kind of love that we ex see expressed in John 3.16. John is the fourth book of the New Testament, talks about what Jesus said, what Jesus did. Here's uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Say it with me, will you? For God, God so, so loved, loved the, the world, world that, that he, he gave, gave his, his one and only Son, that, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah. Now, that is some serious love, isn't it? That's some serious agape love. Love so great for us that God would uh, sacrifice his one and only son for you and for me, not because we're just so good, but because God unconditionally loves us so much. And that's the kind of love that we're called to have for God and for one another. In the 12th chapter of Mark, Mark is one of the Gospels. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and those are the ministries and the stories and the life of Jesus. A lot of Jesus' teaching. There's this teaching in the 12th chapter where the teachers of the law, they ask Jesus which commandment is most important. And Jesus responds that the most important commandment, and actually we sang it when we came in for the very first song, is love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your um, strength, all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, they um, didn't ask him this. They, they really wanted to trip him up. They wanted to see how he would answer this. Um, and he responded that way. And he said that love is a decision. It's not an emotion. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. And so today we talk about hashtag love. It's the same kind of love that Jesus is talking about when he tells us this challenging thing, to love our enemies. Check this out. But to you who are listening, I, Jesus, say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. That's the golden rule, isn't it? Yeah. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to repay, be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Say this with me. Love, love your, your enemies. enemies. Do good, good to them. And, and lend to them to without them. expecting to get anything back. Then, then your, your reward, reward will be great and you will be children, children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, be merciful 
just as your father is merciful. Wow. So we find this scripture very challenging. Very challenging. I mean, come on. Love your enemies. Really? Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Seriously? So I guess my prayer should not be, oh, Lord, please give so-and-so a really bad day because of their behavior. That's what they deserve, Lord. No, that's not. So Everybody's going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in the last few years, I've been trying something because I tend to take stuff in a lot and I lose sleep over different things. And so I've been trying something new. When someone offends me or hurts me in some way, I am now praying for the person to prosper, for the person to receive blessing upon blessing, for just God's blessing to rain upon them. Now, do I do this every time? Not quite, but it's getting better, and it's getting better because it takes practice to kind of work through this. It's part of a spiritual discipline for me to, to pray and for that to be a way. And guess what? It's working because my heart is changing in a big way in these certain circumstances, and it's being bent toward God instead of this place that kind of spirals down into even some malice, and when we hit that point, as a Christ follower, we always hit regret when we're there. And so it avoids all that. So I'm just saying give it a try because it's working for me. Hmm. And then the next part we have to really wonder about, if they slap you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. Really? You know, the Jesus we know is not a Jesus that advocates abuse. And the Jesus we know would want us to have healthy boundaries, wouldn't want us to allow someone to abuse us and to misuse and mistreat us. Scripture is instructing us to not allow the actions of another person dictate our actions. You know, how often we, well, he, well, she, meaning, well, then I should. You know, when someone hits us, we're not called to hit them back. We can choose other than that. Uh, isn't that what we try to teach our kids, that golden rule, don't do unto others as you would have them do unto you, not do unto others in response to what they did to you. You know, we, we need to take the high road, don't we? Yeah. Take the high road. And then the rest of this scripture is basically Jesus um, talking to us about not being selfish. For example, when someone takes from us, giving them more in return. When we lend somebody something to not expect a repayment. This is really tough stuff. So a number of years ago, there was um, a family that we knew very well, and they were facing some hard times, and they approached us asking if the church could lend them some money with, with repayment. Well, the church is not in the banking business, so we, we can't do that. However, Alan and I prayed a whole lot, and we decided to lend them the money. It was $1,000 out of our personal 
account. They promised that they would pay it back. We never saw the money again. We're not sure why. Perhaps they forgot. Um, it would have been easy to have kind of kept score, to have held a grudge, but we know that that's not what the Lord wanted us to do. And we also knew that when we gave the money, there could be a chance that we wouldn't receive it back. So we were able to continue to love, hashtag love this family, and when we saw them around town to not, you know, have bad feelings. And in fact, we had forgotten about this entire thing for over a decade until we were talking through this. We always try to relate scripture to something personal in us and maybe how we failed or how we've lived this out. And, and this scripture or this situation came to mind, but that it just hasn't had a hold on us and we can continue to love despite the offense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not easy, is it? Jesus is calling to do us to do some 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 really challenging things in this in this section of scripture. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, okay. We're all on the same page there. Um and, and the, I think the reason is because it's so contrary to what comes natural to us, to our normal feelings. And it's interesting what's natural, because you think what's natural is how God designed us on our challenge since Adam and Eve, since we're fallen, what seems to come natural is, is being far from God. Um, from, doing naturally means not always doing what's God invoked. It means not always doing what is God honoring. It means not always doing what's godly. That's what seems to come more natural, doesn't it? And that's the challenge. It's, it's not always what God calls us to, uh, like being unselfish. I, I don't know about you, but that doesn't tend to be my natural inclination. I, I, you know, I got to work at that. Fallen. So let's go back to hashtag love. To put it simply, Jesus is pointing out that loving someone should not depend on how they love us back. Doing good for someone is not dependent on them doing good for us. To give somebody something is not dependent on what they give us back. Because in those situations, it's merely reciprocation. You give, I get, you know, this back and forth. So consider this. What if God treated us the way we treat God? Ouch. Let's just stop there for a minute. What if God treated us the way we treat Go? I'm not going to talk, you know, forget. Wow. What if God treated us the way we treat others? What if God's love was based, uh, God's giving was based on our giving? What if God's goodness was based on our goodness? Oh, my goodness. We would be in such a mess. God's love for you. God's love for you. For you. Is completely unconditional. Completely unconditional. It's not based on what we do. But is, it is based on who God is. 
1 John tells us who God is. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This whole idea of agape love is very challenging for us as human beings, as our tendency is not to turn the other cheek. Our tendency is not to give without expect, expectation or return. It's not to love unconditionally, is it? Especially that last one. That last one, love unconditionally. We're, I think generally we're used to conditions with our love. I hate to say it, but, you know, we've, most of us, our experience has been, I will love you if... I'll love you if you love me. You know, how often we say, I love you, and we're waiting for what? I love you too. Yeah, we have that. I love you if you do what I tell you to do. I love you if you meet my expectations. Uh, I love you if, 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 if. Uh, that if is conditional. That's what if is. It's a conditional word. And, and challenging as is, that's what most of us are used to. That's, that's kind of our norm. That's, that's what most of us, maybe all of us at one point or another, have grown up with, uh, though we hate to admit that. And it's probably what most of us at one point or another have exhibited in our own lives. Uh, that's what most of us have passed on. Is that most, that's what most of us have had passed on to us. That's what we've seen modeled. And that's the human side of love and the challenges we're human, right? Yeah. So loving God or loving like God loves, showing the kind of love that Jesus showed, loving without strings, without expectations, it's not only difficult, but it is really foreign for many of us. And foreign means like, you know, how to even navigate in a place of the unknown because like a foreign language we don't grasp it instantly it takes time it takes practice it takes lots and lots and lots of practice in fact and even with lots of practice we still get it wrong sometimes you know, I took Spanish from the seventh Murray's having trouble hearing you. Really? A's and B's? This thing cut out right in the middle. It cut out Thanks, right in the Murray. middle. Mid-word. Do I need to go back to the beginning? <laughs> so we're about to the end of my Spanish repertoire, and I mean, I, gosh, when I was a sophomore in college, that whole class was in Spanish. I still, you ever sat in a class and just in a fog? I think I got to be in there, so somehow there was something coming through the fog, but I can't speak a whole lot of Spanish now. It's not because I didn't learn. It's because I haven't practiced it. I haven't been, you know, used it. I haven't been working it over the years, you know, and 
And that's what happens. Um, that happens too. We need to be patient and practice these things that we're talking about this morning. You know, we'd like to believe that when when we stop saying no to the relationship Jesus, you know, we say, yes, Lord, yes, and, and we become a, a new person in Christ, a new person, you know, and we usually, you know, we have what we call a conversion, right? And this conversion is a big change in us. You know, it's like here I was and here I am, but I'm not sure we go from zero to a hundred <clears throat> in a day, in an hour, in a minute. I mean, we have a big... But still, there's a lot of things that we got to work for. That's what we call sanctifying grace. As we get over time, we get ever closer to being the person God intended. It's not a total all-at-one thing. There's conversion, and then there's still conversions. We have a, a pastor friend who once said, you know, uh, my conversion took a, a lot of conversions. The God first converted uh, my heart, and then he converted my wallet, <laughs> and then he converted you see what I mean? And, and so for us, this idea of this agape love might just not be from like zero to 100 in, in one fell swoop, but it's going to take work. It's going to take patience, and it's going to take practice because it's a process, a process that takes time, patience, and practice. We just need to trust the process and trust God in the process. Amen? So now we want to talk about something that is really, really on our hearts with, I mean, all this has been, but this is kind of important to us um, with hashtag love. When we're able to love in this way, and we're talking about agape love, then we are able to love someone while not always agreeing with them. Let me say that again. When we're able to love the way Christ teaches us with agape love, then we are able to love someone while not always agreeing with them. And it seems like we are not doing that very well these days. When I look on social media, it is toxic. It is mean-spirited. It is horrible. Facebook posts and blogs, but not only that, TV, I mean, spewing this, conversations that I hear around, we're not being very gentle with one another in our disagreements. So we're going to show you a statement um, that has kind of caught our attention. It's from Rick Warren. He wrote Purpose Driven Life. He was the founding pastor of Saddleback Church in California. And Rick says this, he says, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that you, if, this, if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. And the second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe or do. Both are nonsense. Say this last sentence with me, will you? You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. Now, we're not just talking about disagreement with lifestyle. We're talking about anything, any way where we see things differently as another person. Anytime we believe differently than someone else, anytime that we interpret the Bible differently than someone else, 
then ugly happens. And so it's like we must fear or hate. Hate's a strong word. Like dislike. And it is, wow. We live in a culture that is absolutely out of control with this. Absolutely divided on so many fronts, on many topics, on many aspects of choice, style, situation, you name it. Whatever happened to disagreeing, having a civil conversation and being able to say, okay, let's just agree to disagree. Whatever happened to, to that? Instead, we're spewing this ugly back and forth and we're disregarding that God created each other in the image of God. When did seeing things differently automatically force us, and it's our choice, but put us in this ugly mode. And then there's the flip side. It is possible to love someone without agreeing with their positions or decisions. It's possible to love them without even liking them. That's what this agape love we're talking about today is all about. Love not based on what we think or feel. Love that extends beyond what the other person does or doesn't do. It's the love that God has for us all the time. And, you know, trust me, God loves us in spite of not liking what we may be doing. In spite of disagreeing with the choices we make. And let's face it, we make a lot of bad choices. Amen? Amen. And God still loves us. Hashtag love. Loving unconditionally, loving in spite of how we might think or feel about someone's choices. It's the kind of love that we see in uh, John chapter 8. It's this beautiful story um, where Jesus is, um, the religious leaders bring this woman caught in adultery to Jesus. And they tell him that by law, this woman should be stoned. To death. To death. So for them, it's really not about the woman's sin. They're trying to trap Jesus between compassion and the law. I love this image where Jesus kind of bends down and he starts writing or doodling. We don't know what he does in the sand. And then when he looks back up or when he gets back up he tells them that the one without sin should cast the first stone and he goes back down and starts doing his doodle and then when he looks up everybody's gone one by one everybody's gone and then it's just Jesus and the woman who were left. <laughs> you know, some scholars wonder if maybe what he was, was the sins of the guys who were there with the woman. I think that's a great interpretation. <laughs> anyway, then Jesus stood up again, and he said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. I mean, hear that. I don't condemn you either. So we want to always remember that, but we never want to forget the next line as well. Go and sin no more. Yeah. 
Jesus shares agape love with this woman, while at the same time not ignoring her sin. Jesus shares agape love with each one of us, while at the same time not ignoring our sin. We learn in Scripture that it is possible to love while at the same time disagreeing with someone, with their choices, with their situation. It is possible. A few years ago here at Church at Connection, we learned through a prayer request that a woman who was attending, that her partner was dying. Now, she knew that we don't believe that same-sex relationship aligned with God's word, and that's the relationship she was in. And yet she still reached out because she needed someone to show her the kind of love that we're talking about here this morning. Carrie visited, prayed, and, and supported both the attender and her partner up until the, the partner's death. And then continued to minister, we did as a church, right. to her afterwards. So Carrie was able to love them as Jesus would love them, even while she did not condone their lifestyle. Hashtag love. So we shared John 3.16 a few moments ago. We want to extend that. Let's just go back. For God so loved the world, and that love is that agape love that we're talking about, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, this next sentence is what we want everybody to hear. In fact, why don't you say it with me? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God had so much agape love for the world, that'd be you and me, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, not to condemn the world, not to condemn us, but to save us. As followers of Jesus, we're called to exhibit that same kind of agape love. We're called to share Jesus with the world that they, they might be saved, not because of us, we're not the Savior, but because of him. But they might be saved through Christ and not condemned by us. It's not to say that we should accept and agree with everything others say and do, but it does say we're called to offer them love, not judgment. We're called to offer them Christ, not condemnation. So we know that this is not easy. There are times when we just have to um, draw our own personal lines in the sand about whatever subject, whatever topic it is, but treat the other person always with respect and honor. Always. There is never a call to rip somebody to shreds, never a call to dishonor, but to just share um, a respectful relationship. You know, the enemy wants to do anything possible to keep God's people divided. I'm going to say that again. 
The enemy wants to and will do anything possible to keep God's people divided. Not only God's people, but even in our own relationships. When we're in Christ, we need to be on guard because the enemy wants to rip us to shreds. But the battle's already been won. The battle has been won because we know that Christ is on the throne, that his blood covers us, and that we're a new creation in Christ. We also know that we can, in fact, have agape love for people that hurt us and wound us. It doesn't mean that, you know, we have to be in relationship with them. And again, it's important to have healthy boundaries, but we shouldn't have malice. We can have this. I am sure that in the next week, each one of you will run into someone or some situation, could be when you leave here today, where you're going to have to think, oh my goodness, hashtag love, or am I going to go down the other road? We hope that perhaps it would be hashtag love. So that's a challenge. That's our challenge. Think, love, show it, feel it, or just keep quiet. (laughs) And we can do that. When in doubt, keep quiet. Yeah. And here's why I know we can do this, because really it's not us. It's God in and through us. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us with this. We can absolutely show love or be quiet when we need to, because we know of the promise of God. It's, a, it's the scripture that we claim around here. With God, all things are possible. That's it. So we can behave in a godly way, even when things are crazy around us. This is the good news. Let's live it. Let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, uh, this scripture is really, really hard. And um, help us the next time we're faced with a situation, a person, a circumstance where uh, we may not agree or where it it might even be really hard, we might feel attacked or whatever. Help us just walk it out the way you would want us to. Lord, order our steps, transform our minds, work with our hearts so that we wouldn't be this slave to sin, but be free in you. Thank you, Lord. We give this time and our hearts to you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus in the life.